Welcome back to the Coffee Club episode 100 special. This is part two and no spoilers here. Just going to say you guys are going to want to listen until the end because this one was very special for us. So yeah, without any further ado, hope you guys enjoy. Uh, I don't know if this is going to work, but I think there is one person that we do need to try and call. I'm not sure if he's going to answer, but should we try it? Does he know that we're calling him ahead of time? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to work. Let's we'll see if this works, guys. Uh, so today is conference day, if anyone's wondering, in the college cross-country world. And um, we got a couple of couple of winning teams on the couch here. Wisconsin, a dominant 19-point victory. How about the women? Women came second. But, and it was at home in Madison. Ollie and I really wished that we could have been there. Yeah. It would have been an amazing thing to go to. Yeah. It, I mean, it would have been so fun to go to. I think uh, just with the scheduling, it was really hard this year. But we're hoping that next year – I mean, we're not hoping. I think we're 100% all in that next year we'll be in Madison for when they host nationals uh, across. Mm-hmm. We'll be back for that one. And then also NAU getting the dub done. It looks like right now Mick is not answering the phone. Mm-hmm. He probably saw my number. He's like, I don't want to deal with this dickhead. <laughs> no, he's probably like, what? These guys are calling me. I, I don't want to be on the podcast on the phone. I want it in person. Because Mick has been hounding us to get on the podcast. Yeah. I would love to have Mick on. He wants to say some controversial things. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> I think that's what he told of me. Of course he does. But he's, <laughs> Are you he, allowed to do that as a coach? No. I mean, Mick can get away with it. No, you can't. Well, maybe well, he'll call back at some point and, yeah. then, and then we'll get to have him on. But yeah. Now that we can call people, it just opens... The floodgates to a world of possibilities. Like I, I can't imagine like oh, speak of the dead. <laughs> All right, here we go. Mick, Mick. <laughs> All right, yeah, hey, you guys are on coffee. Let's go, Badgers! Let's go, Badgers! Recording this on the on the coffee thing. No, we'll have to cut this out. Party day. You guys are supposed to be at. Well, we're there now. We're here right now. Next year, November 2020. You guys are coming to the NC2A meet. We can't wait. I'm going to personally fly out there and kick your ass. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, we just wanted to say congrats and that we wish that we were with you. Congratulate me on a fantastic job. Yeah, we are. Yes, we are. Yeah, we know that. (laughs) Right now, we've got some serious stuff to do and that's working on relationships with our alum okay good luck look at what old ball test <laughs> i got i've got no money to give olin uh can you get some money from uh morgan and ollie they got loads of money yeah they got well, money. <laughs> what are you talking uh, about oh uh, well Wow, looks it looks fantastic, Mick. Thanks for the spin. Thanks for the twelve. Hey. Oh, hey! Mike Price. <laughs> All right, congrats, Mick. Have a great night. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear us. Yeah, <laughs> we love you. We love you, Mick. Bye bye. Bye. You're not here. We love you. <laughs> well so, that couldn't have gone any so he that was, was that was interesting he was i don't we're not going to include the video for that he was but he was just to give some context he was at an alumni mixer party night um as he 
in his words, trying to get money from the alumni. Mm. So so he's trying to get into our pockets, isn't he, Morgan? Yeah, I guess we're alumni. I don't think of myself like that. Yeah, but. I did get a text like last week saying, hi, I'm Amy from the Wisconsin Alumni Association. We'd love to receive a donation from you. <laughs> um, and I was just like... How much just, money did you give? Uh, I gave about three hundred to 400000 Yeah. Which is like not that much. But 300000 to 400000 bucks. Huh? No, no, no. V-Bucks. Uh, Fortnite? That's the main kind. Yeah, Fortnite V-Bucks. Yeah. I mean, that's gets a pretty good skins from that. <laughs> just just putting that out there. Very good skins. You can you can make some good NIL deals with that amount 100%. of V-Bucks. Well, I'm trying to... I'm actually working as um, the co-agent of, of Yard to get him the Nintendo deal because that needs to happen. Um, and I and I hear rumor that other people are trying to get that deal, so we're we're, we're pushing for it. We're gonna hopefully get free Nintendo games and stuff, yeah, and merch, yeah. But we'll we'll keep that going. But yeah, Mick Mick seemed like he was having a good time. Except I'm just happy that he, yeah, answered yeah. our call and we got to briefly speak to him. Yeah, I wonder Did if Mike Smith, if you called him, would he answer? Can we? No. <laughs> <laughs> Mick was I... Mick was easy to access. Mike Mike might be actually like, you know, giving a prep talk to to the. <laughs> The freaking collective, yeah. Right now, I don't we'll know what to, he'd be doing. We'll have to try that another time. Maybe traveling back. Mm. Mm. They they got a, yeah meditating or something. Yeah, classic NAU. They're wood, probably still water. they're probably still running threshold after the race. Oh, surely. I wouldn't say they finished yet. I'll take. The, I think the women are almost better than the men. I, I was gonna say when we had Nikki on, um, and they were talking about how they're passionate about NAU. I think the women team is better than the men's team. We One through seven to them. at the illustrious Big Sky Conference. Mm. Pretty good. You don't see that too often. It's a big did, time conference. Did the big men? Time conference. Did the men ever go one through seven in your time? We went. We got five. very close to that. I don't. I, we went one through five for sure. Yeah, when I was mm. there. That's so possible. Yeah, we've, okay. we've done that. That's they did, okay. We've done that. They put no, eight I mean, in. Not us, but yeah. What yeah, they do? but people eight, have done that. Eight in the top 11 <laughs> for the guys. Yeah. That's pretty good. Very impressive. So I think our final stop down memory lane that a lot of people wrote in and said they really enjoyed was the Kate Grace episode. Yeah. <laughs> Which I know the I three. A lot of people love that so much. <laughs> I, I get it. I mean, the three it was of funny. Us, like, we. We struggle to get as many female guests as we would like just because just from the nature of like we're normally interviewing girls just don't like us. our friends. <laughs> yeah, mm. It's just so much easier for us to get the guys normally. But when you have like Kay Grace, so cool. And just, yeah, the I think the dynamics going into that one was I remember being a little bit nervous. I don't know if nervous is the right word because we know her and we know how cool she is. But mm. I mean, she had had the amazing year coming off like at 2021 after not making the olympics yeah and then she had had the opposite the next year where she had struggled like so bad with covid and that's just so sad and so i was like well how do you cover that but then she had just gotten pregnant so i was like all right well that's like i guess if she's comfortable like that's the type of thing that we'll talk about but uh, that was the greatest thing was the first question you asked was, where do babies come from? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a great way to just kickstart it off. And she really just rolled with the uh, with the with the chat because the chat was quite funny. I feel like when we talked about particularly for us, because that's just doesn't affect our lives at all. Like no. professional um, female athletes deal with that pregnancy, like pregnancy for them is like all women. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's crazy. We learned a lot. I feel like we learned <laughs> a lot. That's what I was about to say. A lot of the like comments on it were like, not like the episode. It was like, 
the guys learning about pregnancy from Kate Grace. Well, like, that was much, the name of the episode, we, I think. <laughs> how much do we remember? Like, do you think it was like a permanent learning? I, I do remember that when she was getting, which is the crazy thing, the story that I loved from, from Kate was she hadn't told her partner that she was pregnant yet and USADA knocked on the door. And when mm-hmm. you're pregnant, your blood changes changes sorry and your hormones change i mean like that so you have to put down that you're pregnant on the drug test sheets so they know um why there are these changes in your body so she literally told the usada people she was pregnant before her partner <laughs> when she was getting tested and that's how he found out which was like a crazy story um but that was an interesting thing that i remember and i learned from from kate was that when you're pregnant as a professional athlete and you get drug tested you have to let them know because your body changes obviously so yeah i'm gonna be honest that's also the main thing that I remember from the story. I, In terms of the other specifics that we got into yeah. about pregnancy and the, oh, I guess the other thing I remember is just we, we had, and this is something you always hear, but just like the snacking. Do you mm. remember how she talked about eating discarded gels? Mm. Do you remember that? She was, oh, yeah. she, was she well, she was, she was helping, um, I think must have been Emma Bates and maybe Scott Farber do long runs and she was helping with the handoffs, giving them water bottles and she just got struck by a snack attack, which obviously happens all the time when you're pregnant and the only thing that was available was discarded gels and I could not think of something worse to eat but I think that just goes to show the mm. effects that it has on your body and how desperate you are Dis- to get... Desperate times call for desperate, desperate measures. measures. Yeah, Because... Oof, that's that's not something that is very appealing. But, yeah, I mean, the good thing with Kay Grace, we can give a little update for her. Is I know she's up with the team boss ladies uh, in Crest GB right now getting some training in. So I don't know exactly the specifics of where she's at and all that. Uh, I saw that their baby was, they put him, it's a him, River. That's correct. I was I was yeah, really dude, looking dude, for some confirmation dude, yeah. from you two, and I you guys sure. both just gave me like dead eyes. I'm like, did I, I say sure wrong? The way you the way you like <laughs> sure said that, I kind of wanted you to just hang hang. I was dry really for a looking bit. for confirmation. I just wanted him to hang dry. For really a bit. looking just for just until you started doubting yourself. <laughs> yeah. Until uh, like, wait, was it is it a she? I mean, River's unisex, right? Unisex name. In a way, I think it could be. I, I think it could you be. Could be a river girl and a river boy. I'm sure, why not? But couldn't be anything more. Could be a lake, but I believe it is lake and river. In fact, a boy, but. River, River Lake. The probably boy was inside a pumpkin for Halloween. I saw How did he get in there? They put him inside it. Oh, they they cut out like it was like half the pumpkin, and then they cut out little holes for the legs, put him inside there. I don't know if that's like a parenting like Halloween trend or something like that, but it was very funny on Instagram. And then, yeah, it looks like she's back running. So that's awesome. From afar, things are looking pretty good right now. It looks mm. like awesome. Yeah, she's uh, coming around. From what we've seen in the running world, being a mum will make her. Freaking fast at running! Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's actually insane. Yeah, Faith's a mom. Helen's a mom. Yeah, I, I don't understand really. I mean, I think we probably did talk to her about this, but I think we did. I don't understand how they do that, but they do it so well. She, El Peria came like fifth or something at fifth. Something Ave. crazy like that. Yeah. Was that her first race back? Yeah, I think, and she literally had a baby. Like, and I think she know. said that she's like still like. Just getting back into training, like being a mother. Sure. She ran like a four twenty four miles. Yeah, insane, insane. Yeah, I've, I like. There's the big part of it is all the impacts that it has on your body. But then after <laughs> the baby is born, just the reality of like not sleeping for six months, a year, depending. I don't know how you're supposed to train and mm. go through all that, but pretty wild. I don't know how you're supposed to, but I think 
uh, Rachel Smith just went straight to triple threshold. <laughs> Infinite threshold. Well, when you're married to Mike Smith, you that's, don't really have a choice. Yeah, that's that's just not even in <laughs> triple threshold. The day after that's birth. A, that's a <laughs> God. That's the way. The baby's do. already getting. The lactate baby is tested. doing. Yeah, the baby's doing threshold doing as well. Threshold. I heard. I heard rumor. It's gonna be a fit baby. Yeah. Well, I think uh, it's time now for us to reach out to our next very special guest. Um, going across the pond, have all our calls so far been US? Th- this is an instant. Uh, no, we've we went, had we had Stewie. We went one oh, way yeah. across the pond. We'll go yeah. the other way now. Yeah, We're going the other way now. We'll see what happens here. Oh hey, <laughs> what's up, guys? All good? Yes. Hey, mate. We yeah. all here. How are we all? Yeah, we're good. We're celebrating Coffee Club 100, and we're very, very lucky to have Jake Whiteman on the call here. Um, how you doing, mate? I'm good. Congrats on a century. Yeah. I think uh, if it was cricket, you'd be raising your bat, which is a sport all you guys can appreciate, can't you? Yeah, well, Australia just beat New Zealand, uh, actually, so we're looking pretty good at the moment. Pool Eng- stages. England, Pool not stages. so much, but... Uh, yeah. No, nah, I'm Scotland, mate. Don't forget that. Yeah, I know, no, I know that. I know that. Well, where was Scotland? Were they in that? I don't even see it. Ah, uh, don't make it yeah, yeah. started up there. I think. Oh yeah, how's it going? In hundred episodes. Yeah, a hundred episodes for us. So we're we're still for some reason we we're still able to keep it going. Yeah, week it's by been week. A, this this one has been very big marathon, uh, big episode. So it's been a lot of fun. As you can, this is our. I don't know if you've ever seen our show before, but this is like our new studio that we're in right now. Like we're debuting it for for you, yeah, just for you, episodes, just so. for you. Oh, what a treat. Honestly, a real honor, boys, yeah. to be on this today. Yeah. Well, we'd love to um, dive into you, mate. And uh, obviously, our listeners will know. That's that sounded a bit wrong there. No, 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 no. Where's Ollie going with this? <laughs> no, like, just, I mean, just, we like Jake. We setting, like Jake. I'm just like, setting the mood. I'm just setting the mood. Um, but, yeah, um, wait till the end of the chat before you start saying yeah, stuff like that. Of course, of course. Um, but yeah, world champ. And uh, well, I mean, everyone probably saw that video of your dad uh, with the commentary calling in his amazing son winning a world championship. Uh, I kind of want to deep dive into that relationship with your father because it's such an interesting dynamic that you have with him as a coach and as a, as a parent. Um, yeah. And it's so unique and it's, it just seems to work for you. And I loved hearing about how you guys are able to separate kind of those two relationships uh, when you're at the track and off the track. Would you be able to explain that to our, our listeners, like how that works in your kind of in your life as a professional athlete? Because it's, it's extremely rare to have that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of the time I get asked like, what's it like being coached by your dad and it's like my response is always like I don't know what it's like not being coached by my dad. He's yeah. just, he had me on like strings since I was like fourteen, which the dynamic changes, like the older you get, the more you kinda of learn your your own knowledge within the sport and it definitely changes. Like I was literally when I was a kid, anything my dad would say would be like gospel and I would be like, Yes, dad, like do it straight away. Whereas the older we get or the older I've got um, I've been more willing to like put my own opinion forward. So it results in a little bit more clashing. There's like more times where I would disagree with what he thinks, but we can generally like reason through it. And it doesn't always work. Like there's some very public uh, cases where like father and sons and stuff doesn't really work as well. But I would say for a lot of times, it's like who's best to bring you through the sport than the person that has raised you and knows you better than anybody. So it's, it's not like I would ever go anywhere else because for me, we've had, a training structure that's like developed every single year to the point where I'm like very good at that style of training now so I can kind of get the most out of myself and with it and 
it's cool to be able to share that whole journey with your dad, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. And I think my parents uh, shed a tear when they saw the video of your dad. They're probably you so in. jealous. They were, yeah, <laughs> they, were, so they loved it. I mean, it was such a cool, cool moment and uh, something that you just definitely treasure in the sport is, is seeing, because your dad's so professional at what he does as a comment, commentator yeah, and always did. gets so much praise for how well he knows the sport and how well he's evenly distributed every athlete on that line. And watching yeah. him just do, do this, when he sees while his still son, talking, like, while still kinda, being very like, like, well, it's just such a high level professionalism. So, um, your dad's incredible no, that's for the, the thing sport. Is, like, even that like fist bump is uh, as much emotion as I've ever shown him. Like, at <laughs> point, but yeah, it's nice because it's like I'd like to be choked up a little bit. Maybe yeah. that'd have been nice. Like, yeah, well, no, nah, you gotta let's time. let's let's get an Olympic gold and then, then yeah, maybe Olympic we'll gold and then he yeah, can choke a, it up. Yeah, well, the funny the best thing was you you came up and you gave him a hug, and the best thing was like. Because you're, you're talking about celebrating, you're, just, you're a world champion, and yeah. not many people get to have that title. And um, he's telling you, no, no, Com Games. Remember Com Games. Like you can't, you I can't know, celebrate too much. That was the funniest thing from response. Because that's that's the coach coming out. That's not the dad. The dad wants you to celebrate. The coach is saying, yeah, Com Games, Com Games. Let's just wait. Let's yeah, just... but I was like, honestly, that made me fume in my head. Like, Come on, mate. <laughs> Are I'm you like, serious? Yeah, yeah. My mum had to go at him. I think that night. <laughs> <laughs> like, Mum's getting like, involved. Out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that was the thing. Like it, it was mad turnaround because we literally, uh, we literally couldn't switch off. It was like mm. bang, bang, bang for us. Like from world's uh, commies, Europeans, it was just like relentless. So I didn't really have the kind of celebration that I thought I would. Yeah. At the end of it, it kind of was two months after the whole occasion. Yeah. Well, this year is going to be. I mean, this coming year is going to be even more difficult for you because you have the Olympics and you have Europeans as as well. So it's 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 a it's, lot. It's a lot. And yeah. indoors in Glasgow. Well, yeah, so like I don't think I don't think I'll do uh, those indoors. That, that might be hard to walk time, around Scotland uh, without doing that, right? You might be have big, oh, big man, pressure, I, man. I, there was like a curse I feel as I put upon myself where they hosted uh, European indoors in Glasgow yeah. a few years back, and I did the promo for it, and I was like, can't wait to come to Glasgow race. I was injured; I had a stress fracture. <laughs> and I, I will never, I will never big myself up to go into an event like that again. Yeah, and yeah, it's just. The way it works out, it's like, I don't think I'm going to do a full indoor season. But yeah, like Rome for Europeans, there's not many better cities you could have for that. So 100%. it'd be nice It'd be epic. to go there and try and do something. Yeah. Back to your dad quickly. Is, is he also your commentary coach? <laughs> My dad? Yeah. He, uh, he tries, honestly, it's funny because he like, when I did some bits in uh, Budapest, he like gave me feedback afterwards and it was like literally the same way he talked to me as like an athlete. Like, oh, <laughs> give me like, give me some space to do my own yeah, thing here. But get off my that's back. the thing is like, I thought you did yeah, well, man. You did very well. I, I thought you did I fantastic. Know, like, it was tough. Like it's, it's out of your comfort zone completely, but I don't mind talking, but then there's one thing where it's like talking like this, where it's like freely between us. Yeah. Whereas when you're on the spot, just having to say something that people are going to listen to and take like, little nuggets of wisdom from that is tough how, yeah. how prepared did you have to be like were you, did you have a bunch of notes in front of you or were you, were you uh, winging it so I did the first bit I did was with Hannah England and I rocked up and she had like loads of A4 sheets of paper and I had like literally a couple paragraphs of scribbled down <laughs> by him and I was like what have I done here um, but then it's kind of like you get like a feel for it and it'd be the same if you boys did it like we know exact the sport same. so well yeah. that you don't really need to study too much like I was doing the men's 15 so it was like yeah. if I don't know this event I've got it's no an easy stuff. one yeah yeah yeah. yeah did you help, feel like out there. did you feel like you kind of coached Josh Kerr to that, uh, that that final race in Budapest because uh, he must have learned it from someone he must have learned it from <laughs> nah, someone I fellow wish, Scotsman I wish, like 
Yeah, people said that. Josh joked after. He was like, yeah, I'm responsible for half of the views on your YouTube video. <laughs> uh, so now, like, I don't think Josh Kerr needs much advice on how to win races. He's pretty good at it, isn't he? Yeah, well, it's just, it's pretty amazing. I mean, just to talk about that in itself, like, Scotland right now is probably the, the middle distance powerhouse of the world in the 1500 meters for the men. Like, you guys, you and, you and, I mean, you two world champions in two separate years from Scotland. That's, that's kind of crazy. Is, who else? Two different people. Who else is from Scotland? Is there other, one other really good Neil. Neil, Neil Cooley. Neil, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. And then we've got like Laura Muir, Gemma Ricci. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, on the women's side, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you, what so do you guys eat? Like, do you guys have a special, like, do you have something in the water there or do you eat? Like, what, what's going on in Scotland, man? Like, you're just breeding is, out talent. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I would say, like, probably similar, you know, with, like, Australia, it goes through, like, spells as well, right? Like, at the moment, I would say Oz is, middle distance-wise, it's, like, good as it's been for a long time. It's, mm. it's like, success domestically breeds success, like, internationally as well. And we were nurtured to, like, a pretty good point in Scotland where the numbers weren't the same as England. So, like, I would have been absolutely destroyed by kids in England. And I probably would have been out of the sport at, like, 15 because I would have hated losing. Mm. Whereas mm. I could have, like, some success in Scotland, which kind of like for the late developers and the little pubes like myself gave us a little bit more longevity in the sport to reach our full potential yeah uh, the weather's also so shit in scotland that they're all prepared to just be on training camp at altitude <laughs> I know, all that's the the thing. Everyone's honestly it's like we see like american cross and it's like these manicured golf courses and mm, yeah. like california sun and it's like across country in like january in scotland is like the biggest contrast like you can't feel your fingers the whole way but it makes you tough, right? Yeah, you're pretty much wading through mud as well. Yeah, yeah. No, it makes you strong. Yeah, it definitely does. I you think... ran a lot of cross. Was that last year? Was it the year before? Uh, it was the year before. So like the winter I did, or the winter I won world, and it was, they have it, it's called like short course cross in Scotland, mm. where it's 4K. And they were like, Scottish athletics, like we're loving the fact that I was going and like Butchart was going. So we're like, oh, big head to head, like Andy Butchart versus like Jake Whiteman. And I was like, oh, like this is, they're probably bigging this up for someone it's not going to be. I was 14th, I think. <laughs> I was like, and Butcher like ran away with it. But it's kind of like, I feel as though you're either good at it or you're not. Mm. And for me, like, if my rhythm gets upset, I hate it. I just like have like a little pity party in my head, I think, and just lose all kind of like momentum that I've got. Yeah, I think um, we, we watched that and we're... I don't know if jealous is the right word because, I mean, that kind of sounds terrible, like those muddy cross-country races, but we would love the opportunity to, like, in our backyard be able to do mm. some, like, high-quality fun races like that in January. But unfortunately, here in the U.S., it's, like, you know, just just not a thing at all. You so. guys, I, I've seen you guys do – there was that one where it was, like, so hilly, right? Was that a couple <laughs> years ago? Yeah, it was one, one, one year ago, and yeah. it, was, it was a well-intentioned event, but then the course honestly just ended up being, like, kind of shit. And then Pretty that, dangerous, even. Yeah, like, not – it was just it's just not well organized like the course and then the big thing that was so bad about it like the real kicking kicking the dick for us was that we had been told going into it that like the points from this race because it was a gold was a gold cross country race it was gold level and so we didn't know that you had to have like three like for 10k qualifying for worlds that you had to have three cross country races we we're told pretty much that like doing one cross country race would be enough to get you some as a performance on your world athletics rankings. So we did the race thinking that in our minds. Then we find out like a month later, like that wasn't true. So then we're like, Oh fuck this. So that's, that's essentially why we're not coming back this year. I would yeah. Say. That's pretty much, that's pretty much it. But yeah. it was a, it was a good attempt at that, you know? And yeah. I think we would even love to do like, I mean, Ollie got to go down and do the, the relay for the world cross in Oz, which cool. was like yeah. sick, but yeah. it's just, you know how it is. Like, 
everything is about the Olympics when you really break it down at the end of the day. And so for most of us, that those kind of January, February months become about securing qualifiers and, you know, taking yeah. advantage of the indoors and the BU and mm. et cetera. The short track of BU. It's always like cross country up here, there's Europeans before Christmas, which is like a big target. And like some guys might not make any other British team apart from that. So that is literally their Olympic Games. Mm. Whereas like for us, it's just like a stepping stone, isn't it? It's the summer. Yeah. But the one thing that you could say is a good thing, but I think it's shocking is that you can't hide from it. If you're unfit, it <laughs> yeah. fully is on display there, isn't yeah. it? You can't blag like a cross-country race and get away with it. That's yeah, but it's probably, probably good on the road or track. Yeah. You would probably say it's a, would you say it's like, you said you came 14th in that race. That was probably like a kind of a good kick in the ass where you're like, all right, it's a bit, it's a bit humbling to go and just kind of get like, I mean, not to no disrespect to any of the runners there, but I guess on the track, you know, you would be like, all right, I'll take these guys. But then you turn up on the grass and it's a different story. I feel like it's always good to get humbled, especially early in the season. Yeah, like I had I had a pretty like sulky car ride back. So I was like, <laughs> what am I doing? That is just like pathetic. But if you look at it, it was like a month into training and I kind of took for granted the level of like competition there thinking, oh, like, I'll be on the podium, like even if I'm not that fit. So for me, it was like a testament to how well people are running up in Scotland as well. The mm. fact that I can go there even having ran for a bit, not the fittest, but I still get like spanked by that many people. It's probably a, <laughs> a show of how good the depth is right now up there. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so bringing things to now, uh, since you know you had the year winning Worlds and then unfortunately this past year, you had a, a few injuries and we can... I mean, you've talked about that a bunch. I don't know if you want to yeah. kind of yeah, talk yeah, on that anymore, but like, how has it been coming back from that? And like, how do you feel about where you are in this moment right now, going into the big Olympic year and even more? You mentioned Europeans and all that. Yeah, I'm hoping, probably similar to Yoli as well with it, where like, I'd never had a season where I'd missed racing. I'm sure like you guys have had them as well, where I've raced every single summer since I was like 13, probably. Mm. Um, and I'm hoping that it's going to be like a blessing in disguise where when do you get like a mental reset in your career to be able to switch off from like the pressures of racing and stuff. So that's what I took it as. I like cross-trained and rehab over the summer, like got back into my running how I needed to. But I was like being able to enjoy stuff as well. So like I went to like people's birthday parties. Like I went on holiday like in July rather than September when the weather's shite. Yeah. Um, so I got to go watch like the Ashes. I watched like Wimbledon. Like, I actually had like a good summer. Yeah, and I'm hoping that that is like, yeah, a good thing come this next year because this is potentially one of like Olympic years and the most stressful ones probably because yep. the pressure is a lot more. So I'm hoping it's going to be like a bit of a silver lining, and I've been able to give my body the chance to kind of take a full reset. I was constantly battling like numerous things, and it was like every time I thought I'd got back to where I needed to be, but I'd cut like too much of a corner to get there, and then it was like a couple months down the line, something else, something else. So that was the hardest bit was like, I don't think I was pain free more than like a couple of weeks in the whole year, which now to be able to come back and run and actually be like running without having to worry about like how bad is this injury or like what is this new pain and stuff mm. is something you take for granted for sure. 100%. I think that mental reset for you, like I did the same thing pretty much. I went home to Australia and, and really enjoyed my time there and, and went to, to concerts and spent time with family. And I think the mental reset, particularly coming into Olympic year, I think it will be a blessing in disguise for you because the mental stress that comes into, I mean, we were both at Tokyo and that was stressful as it is with the pandemic going on yeah. and no crowd. Yeah. It was just, it was a pretty crazy time. But even this time around, like I think having that 
this complete reset, but also just giving your body the time it needs to go back to like baseline for you and then build back up. It's going to definitely, um, definitely reward you, I think, this year. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for the same thing, mate. I'm hoping for the same thing. Oh, so. yeah, mate. We'll be good. We'll yeah, be yeah. good. I, I, my like philosophy about this sort of stuff is like, you never really deserve like, well, not deserve, but you shouldn't have two bad years in a row because I feel as though you have a year of like crap where like your body doesn't like yourself, like just a lot of bad things happen. And then I just, my mindset is always like, right, well, like, I've got that out of the way. Like now I'm like confident that I can go for a whole year with without like any big problems, which is, yeah, touch wood. Yeah, touch wood. But yeah, that's what I hope is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, everybody gets touched in that. Yeah. Is it, is it the, you know, the advice you'd, you'd give to, to someone struggling with, with something that was so long, like you almost have to accept that, you know, your body is not, not kind of ready and, and not in, not in the place where you want it to be. Like, obviously, you know, it seemed like you were coming back from that first, um, like, f- like foot, um, thing that you did in South Africa. And then I was like, almost like not accepting that, um, that you weren't quite ready coming back and, and like going yeah. again and again. And, and sometimes you just need to take a step back. Yeah. It was tough. Cause it was like, I had glimpses throughout the whole year where I, I cross trained so hard that I was like always confident that I'd be fit enough. And the reality of it was like my, um, my heart and lungs were so fit because I'd cross trained more than I would have been running. But then my body couldn't keep up when it came back to running. So it was like every time I was like, oh, I'm flying here, like I'm ready to race. Then all of a sudden I would try and do something a bit quicker and then like something else would go. Or like I ramped up probably my mileage too quick and then I started getting like bad shins and stuff. So there was a point where I was like, I got a few like problems within just before I was about to race. I was like a week away from racing. And then it was like, I can either call this or I'll be scrambling to race like worlds and it would be off of like three or four weeks of training. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can't go to worlds and compete. It was like, I had the spot to take and it was like, I feel as though I've gone past that point in my career where I just want to step on the start line. It's like, you want to go and be competitive to try and win it, especially if you won it the previous year. So exactly. there was no kind of satisfaction for me just going there and bombing out in a heat or anything. Yeah, no, Definitely. It makes a lot of sense. Um, and yeah, I think that's amazing advice that you've kind of given to everyone. It's like, cause you never want to take a step back and when you're in the moment, it's so hard, but um, it's good that already not that far removed. I think you can look back and be like, all right, it felt good to give myself that yeah, space and a bit of breathing room. I, there's a story when I was like a kid. So I think it was when I was 14 and we have a thing called UK school games, which is like meant to be like the best trip you do as a kid within the, within like UK, you compete for, your region, which like mine was Scotland for that. And I qualified for it and I was like buzzing. It's like four or five days away at this camp and I was away on holiday and I came back and I just was like so flat, like could barely train, could barely run, but I was like, ah, oh, it's fine. I've still got UK school games. And my dad was like, nah, you're not going. So he made me write to the selectors and say, uh, I withdraw myself from these, uh, this team and I'd like somebody else to go. And I was like, I hated the fact that I did that. Yeah, but I was like, it's the same as that where it's like he knew that I would have a terrible experience while I was there mm. so therefore like would I rather not go or go and be like so disappointed with how I did but they still speak about that now the Scottish Athletics people are like oh we remember when you did that we thought that was so mature and I was like <laughs> I was like picking off about it it may as well be my dad like writing a letter <laughs> hey that's that's what he's that's what he's there for I mean, I guess I mean like you know he, yeah another another win for Jeff really like yeah no, got, no. You, got you to where you are mate it's got, good you to, got you to a world championship. So looking at this coming season, one thing that we noticed in um, 2022 for you is in the indoor season, you 
kind of raced a you ran a really quick 3k pretty much like you it seemed like you put a bit of emphasis on like kind of the strength side of it do you have uh, a plan already set in place for next year how you want to go about it or will it more just be like see how the body's coming along and all that it's going to be different from other years just because normally I'd go into a season having got standard the previous year so it's like I would never have to worry about coming out and running that whereas this year I didn't race therefore that's the one thing I need so my aim of indoor is just to get my standard ticked off that so I can go into the summer how I normally would and be able to just focus on start of trials because it's like you can't look past that at the moment because the depth within Britain is so good so mm. yeah come, it's, come to it's Boston tempting. man <laughs> I know honestly I, I think I'm going to come to Boston for the New Balance meet that'll be uh, that'll be maybe my first indoor meet but nice. yeah BU's Sweet. a very tempting option isn't it it's, yeah uh, <laughs> all of us are looking at BU <laughs> yeah that's the thing they just hand out standards there <laughs> I just, know what's, yeah. the, what's the like bare minimum of work I could do to go down there <laughs> a bit more than I think <laughs> they have resurfaced the track though so oh really it is yet to Did be proven what if it's even like way faster yeah <laughs> that, that, yeah, that was like monaco when they redid it and everyone was like oh they might have like killed the magic and it was like nah they've made it even quicker yeah <laughs> <laughs> is, i hope that's what it's gonna be like that's what uh, we're all are we will, will will we be graced with uh more jake youtube in the coming months <laughs> good question so, like, a lot of people have been saying that and it was like the point where I was making him, I was like, there's been a lot of like doom and gloom. Like I was like, I feel like I needed to do something a bit more positive because a lot of it was like, yeah, like I'm injured or I'm not like, unfit. So yeah, I need to get back on it to be fair, which part of it is like probably the same with you boys where like, maybe not, you might live more exciting life to me, but I think my life is boring as hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like, pretty boring. Yeah, that's worst. boring as well. We, we that's why we do this. <laughs> yeah. We just talk shit. But you forget sometimes that other people don't see it as that. Yeah. So therefore, it's like showcasing the bits of your life that you think aren't very glamorous, but it's like unique to what we do. So that's what I try to be like a bit vulnerable with it, where like we're like pretty rubbish at points of the year or like I'm pretty rubbish at points of the year, which I wanted to make sure that like people know that it's like we don't always do these amazing sessions or we're in like great shape all year round. There's points where you're like getting back to fitness like everybody else and you're unfit like everybody else, which is yeah, what I wanted to try and show from it. No, I think that's amazing because, I mean, people really relate to that because I would say most of the people are only putting out like the highlights, you know, and there are, there are certain people who like all year round, like they're crushing and they look amazing. Maybe they're posting about it all the time, but then to have those also different kind of type of athletes putting their content out there, like, like kind of what you're describing or, yeah, I mean, we do. I think that's for us the easiest thing about the podcast is it's just like we don't even have to think like we're just like every week we're doing it so no matter what point in the year we're sharing our journey and where we're at and so people do yeah. get to get it from that as well but I think people respond really well to that and it's probably one of the many reasons why people love you so much and we know you've got a lot of fans out there not to not, not to make your head any bigger I, I don't know about that but I used to with your YouTube's Morgan I used to love how easy they were to watch that was what I wanted was like something you could stick on say if you were like doing something else and it's just like background that can entertain you that's what i wanted nothing where it's like there's enough you don't want to take it too seriously like yeah mate it's like if, if people can have a laugh while you're watching something that's the main thing isn't it yeah that's what I mean, I'd want to see. it's about like i i think what's hard is that like once you start doing it you realize it is a whole art form and it's a whole thing that people literally dedicate their lives to is like making good videos and all you really want to do at the end of the day is you want to try put your personality out there and yeah, for you time. we know how 
you know, how lighthearted you are, how funny you are, like talking to you right now, it's like so easy. And so it's like the challenge is just trying to get that into your YouTube videos, which is not yeah. as simple as just like, like doing it, you know, that, that's what the now, challenge is. A lot of it is like the people in it. So like for me, it's like I train with Zach, who's also like one of my like best mates, which is like the perfect person to have in the videos because you're going to bounce off each other a lot better. The same with you guys like sitting down doing this. It's like if you were doing it with others that you didn't know as well or get them with as well, it's like you wouldn't have the same rapport and you would get nowhere near the same quality of like entertainment or content out of each other. So that's probably my biggest thing is that if I was just doing it on my own, I'd probably cack myself in front of the camera a bit more and just be like... <laughs> So much duller, but or more dull than I already am. Hey, don't say that. Don't say that. No, well, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it coming back. Yeah. As, Seriously. As you can tell, we're all big fans and we don't really want to take much more of your time up. Do we have any, any other questions before we let him go? Uh, no, if there's anything you want to say, uh, Jake. <laughs> when are, you, are you going to flag? Yeah, you're going to yeah, hit flag. Yeah, we're going, we're going soon. I don't know when I'll next see you, boys. Hopefully indoors, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see you soon, hopefully. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I hope so. yeah and, and maybe to... collab collab with uh maybe Morgan McDonald video. Who knows? YouTube Jake collab. Jake Jake White oh, and mate, Morgan McDonald collab. I, I need to piggyback off you more. Yeah. <laughs> get my view counts up. Good luck to all blacks tonight as well. I don't know when this Oof. is getting aired. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, very soon. It's very soon. Uh, after this, we're heading to. Well, George is heading I to the pub. That. So yeah, God, I'm surprised you can find it out there. Oh. Well, it um. I guess it's not confirmed whether it's on or not. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to ask them. We're going to make sure they get that on. It's probably yeah. college football on, right? College football. On. College football good, would good luck be on. Yeah. on there. We might have to. We might have to tip the barman. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure we, it out. I'll be having words. Yeah, with, with the barman. Yeah. We'll figure it out. But we appreciate yeah, great you. Great uh, speaking to you guys. Yeah, thank, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's amazing, and we know our fans are going to absolutely love this interview. So it's been amazing. Thanks, mate. Now, hope the rest of the episode is off off. Right, guys. All right, thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers. See you later. See ya. Man, hard not to fall in love with uh, Jake. Our fans are gonna, our listeners. I mean, are gonna have too many people to to be fans of. That's what I was just thinking. Do you? They think, don't even like us. Anymore. Do you think we're making all these other people look too we good? Look really good. But that's what interview people do. Like Graham Norton show, for example, in the UK. Like he does an amazing job of just letting that interview highlight. That that person, that's that uh that that special talent that we have, and luckily for us, we have these amazing talented people that we've had on yeah. the show, and it's just making Coffee Club One Hundred actually Coffee Club One Hundred for me. How do you choose between Drake and Josh? <laughs> I thought you just, for for a second there. I thought you said Drake and Josh. I did. Oh, but, okay. Uh, well, uh, that actually works. They're like Drake and Josh, isn't that the show? Yeah, that is the Nickelodeon show. Oh, so, yeah. So they're like, like choose between Josh. Jake and Josh Kerr. Well, uh, so this is the thing. Me and Jake. I think our relationship's much more like fun. Whereas me and Josh, we have much more of a competitive rivalry. It's more of a... But I, I love them both equally. Love, hate. I love them both equally. Well, I guess but this with, with Jake, 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 Jake wasn't Jake, in If Jake beat me in a race, I'd be, there'd be a bit of banter and I, we have a bit of a laugh and it'd be vice versa too. But if Josh beat me in a race, there'd be more banter and then a little bit of like, if, if, if I got beaten by Josh, a little bit of like, oh, I'm going to get you next Just time. Just slightly more real. Yeah, slightly more real. And then if I beat Josh, I think it's the same... That way around, it's like Josh's like, oh, I really want to get all, you know. But with me and Jake, I think, I mean, my breakout race was with Jake in the uh, going for the UK record. Mm. But also, your breakout race was beating Josh at Enter Blaze in a, di- a different level oh, yeah. breakout so race. So <laughs> they both had a very, very massive <laughs> impact on my 1500 meter career. I think both of them. So I owe them yeah. quite a bit, as well as 
thank them for being on the show and just uh, giving us great content to give out to our listeners. At the end of the day, they're both great, great blokes, as hopefully you guys will agree with us after listening to them talk. But I think, yeah, Josh is just a little bit more competitive. He puts on that. He Actually, I don't know if he's done it for a while. I think he's kind of cooled off a bit. But he used to put on, a like before races, he used to put on a bit more of like a... Big time before Milrose this year, before the 3K. <laughs> yeah. Like kinda, all those serious Instagram posts. Kind of talking it up a bit. So, but yeah, at the end of the day, and that, that is the thing that we always do say about our sport. Well, I mean, we're not going to say like everyone in our sport is like, uh, at night. like we don't love everyone, but there are so many amazing people in our sport and we're so lucky to, you know, be able to just get to meet these people and become friends with them and go through all these different experiences with them. It is yeah. I'd say 85%. Yeah. We're not going to say who that fifteen percent is. <laughs> no, but I, but I imagine I imagine it exists, <laughs> like it exists, like in any workplace or any environment. So, yeah, yeah. So, I think it's almost time for us to start our. I don't know what you would call it. Start winding down. Yeah, a little bit of. Well, the one thing that we haven't been able to do yet is really say how special this episode is to us we haven't been able to properly give the time to go through how much the coffee club podcast means to each of us on an individual level and kind of just i mean we we do take it for granted a bit but it's like it's been a massive part of our life for the last our lives sorry for the past two years now over two years Mm. and it's really opened a lot of doors for us and it's just been i mean i don't know if any of us expected it to be like this when we started two years ago no we had we had dreams of course we we had dreams yeah but i think when we talked about the idea of it we didn't expect it to be as consistent as it is i think because usually um particularly in podcasting like i everyone everyone was like oh i got a podcast i got a you know like there was like that very like a bit of a trend where people had podcasts and they talked about things and, and whether it was sport, whether it was politics or business. And I liked the idea that we had about talking about professional running from our perspective because I believe it's a very niche environment and I think it's something that a lot of people maybe maybe not have any exposure to but want to know what it's like from the, from the athlete perspective on just a very casual level. And for me, um, mental health-wise, I think... It's been really amazing. It's been therapeutic and it's gotten me to know I've, I met Morgan when I was 10 years old and I met George, um, when he out kicked me (laughs) in that beautiful mile race, um, in Alabama. So my journey with these two boys in particular, um, learning about them, learning about their, uh, own individual challenges as well as their successes. It's just been very rewarding because it feels like I'm a part of it in a way. I'm piggybacking off it. George Beamish, steeplechase prodigy, uh, Morgan McDonald, just being able to connect with everyone. I haven't done anything yet, but... <laughs> well, no, I, I think... Well, I mean, Morgan, you're the reason why I'm, I'm here right now. Like, I wouldn't be in the US. I wouldn't have been able to go to NCAAs. Um, I wouldn't have had probably the... I'm lucky to have a mentor like Morgan and to see Morgan's adversity and resilience through the past few years just shows you why you can't hate Morgan McDonald, and it's very exciting for this year in particular because of how well he's coming through right now, touch wood. 
Um, but the podcast to me means all those elements of things because um, I love my team. I love the OAC, but Coffee Club definitely feels like my family. And I feel like when I have fans and engagement with fans, they feel like a part of the family too because we have a connection through running, but we also have a connection through um, just being able to enjoy the journey. And I think that's one thing that we've really, week after week, every journey, every step for me has been something to learn from, to grow from. And I've also um, been able to speak a lot better, even though even though my <laughs> antics are still up there, very, very high. And I'm always going to die on that hill and be the guy that will probably cause a lot of issues uh, with that. But That's why me, we love you. Yeah. And I, I love George and I love Morgan and I love Coffee Club. And I think for me, my professional career would be extremely dull without it. Yeah, it really would be. That's a good me. way of putting it. Mm. It'd be extremely dull, and I think this is for obviously my personal one. I know George and Morgan are going to say something similar, but I'd love to thank each and every one of you for listening. For listening since the first episode, where we were super, we had to apologize. The next episode, like just to, to see our journey um, and to enjoy like the, the group ones we've been able to set up, the merch that we eventually got out there, the stickers, uh, coming to the meets and supporting our teammates, or even not our teammates but other people in the sport because of our podcast we really appreciate you and we hope that um you can continue on with this journey because we're we've got high ambitions and we're far from over and i feel like i i really cling on to to coffee club because it makes my life much more uh exciting and enjoyable in the professional running world because we just enjoy it so much so that's that's my that's my uh what coffee club means to me so i think, I think you had a lot of good points I, mean, I think what's been what's been really nice for all of us and, and for me especially is is just being able to like normalize, normalize the setbacks and running, but normalize the you know, just the the motions you go through in like trying to compete at such a high level and 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 live like a little bit of a a strange, a strange life um, compared to a lot of people. Like we hang out with a lot of other pro runners, so like it kind of seems normal to us. But there also aren't that many people at. Uh, that are at this level of the sport. So therefore there's just not that many people living like us. So it's been, it's been really cool to, to normalize that with, with the listeners and, and like almost make it, you know, bring people into, into our lives a little bit and, and like, you know, show, show people that what we're up to and, and that we do have, you know, some, some really high highs and, and some, you know, some big setbacks and um, just being able to share, share all of all of those with um with a big group of listeners and and hopefully growing has been cool and i think i hope like um that we've like we've made a difference even albeit a small one Mm. uh in the sport Mm. and and brought some laughter and i know it's been nice for me i um like i share most of my my running antics on here like i i don't um i don't do well at sharing them on other platforms (laughs) that i probably (laughs) Um, should I'll slightly uh, contractually? I actually probably should be doing that. Um, <laughs> Same, but Same. yeah. But I, this is like this is a better way to do it anyway, and I um, and so that's been that's also always been nice, and and been able to connect with with these boys, obviously, and and share something pretty special week in week out. Um, it's nice to have something. Mm. Something to fill our days with. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I think uh, yeah, I think what you said right there is also the big reason why people do really enjoy it. Because at the end of the day, we all just, we're not trying. We've never tried, I think, to be anything that we're not, except for that one time when we tried to do a 
the New York Marathon preview. I mean, yeah, re- <laughs> review. And we wrote all these notes out and we just didn't know what we are talking about. Mm. Aside from that, we're always just pretty easygoing, very transparent. I think that is what people do appreciate about the show and that is what makes it special for us. I mean, I think if you're going to do what we do, talk as many hours of, as we've talked on here, you couldn't do it if you weren't being fully authentic and just like real with it. So um, I think for both sides, it's like that's what makes it special. And I think it is like, I'm not going to say that it's like, like this is really fun for us, but that doesn't mean that it's always easy. Like we do have to put work into this and week after week. I mean, most of the time when we're at our base like level here training, it's our lives are pretty easy, but there are many weeks where we're not at that. We travel a lot, we race a lot and it does get more challenging during those times. But I think um, the one thing that always helps me to continue to like, you know, really be so enthusiastic and motivated to keep it going is the fans Mm. because it's like it is easy to well it's not easy to forget about it but sometimes you do forget about how you know or maybe you just don't realize how positive of an impact you could potentially have on someone's life like that's just not the way that we think and i don't like it's just not natural to be like i mean we don't have like massive massive egos with that type of stuff like we're not thinking like everything we say is amazing but then you know sometimes you get like a comment or a dm from a fan it's like and they're thanking you for sharing a certain story and they tell you mm. how much of a positive impact it had on them. Or yeah, whenever we've met a fan in public, I think that's when it's really like becomes real. Yeah, Those are the moments are the ones that make it so special. And I think uh, speaking personally, but also probably just like for the three of us, I think our big mission statement or whatever you want to call it with the podcast has just been to spread the joy and love of running. I mean, that's, that's kind of like the thing that I always go back to. I'm just like, for me personally, running has given me so much and it's taken so little, you know, it's, it's, and I've seen it with so many other people as well, where for everyone who gets into running on some level, I feel like it has a really positive impact on their lives. And I mean, it's not like the easiest thing to do, like by its nature, like running is a hard activity to do. So that's why it's challenging. I mean, for a lot of people, but if we can help you enjoy running and help maybe a little bit with the motivation to go running or even help you get through a run. If you're like listening to the podcast on a run, um, that to me is like, that's like mission accomplished, you know, and that's what makes it so special. And that's all we really look out for. I mean, I mean, we got this new nice studio and it's so cool to be able to do stuff like that and to start growing now that we've in year three or two or whatever you want to call it of the podcast. Like maybe we will start trying to grow a bit but I don't think we'll ever forget our humble roots and I don't think we'll ever really change from doing what we do which is just sitting down and having a nice little chat once a week and sharing it with the world so yeah that's that's what I like about it hashtag go for the sport yeah <laughs> that's that's pretty <laughs> much summary that's pretty much the motto fair enough yeah um I don't know if uh is there anything else that we need should reflect upon before we start? To I, I, there's one thing I wanted to touch on that you talked about, Morgs, was that like what the impact that we have and positively like on um, other people because we do like I remember nearly every day professional running. It's an individual sport. <laughs> you're pretty much like at the end of the day you're competing against everyone else to be the best, and that puts you in kind of a very narrow view of 
the running world or your own world as a professional athlete because you're competing like re- regardless of nationality um you're competing against everyone to to try and be the best best runner you can be and this podcast has been great because i feel like we're hopefully creating an environment that's not that competitive individually but it, it creates a good um way to engage with the sport and the fans with amazing interviews with athletes that we know but also with our own journeys and that's one thing that I love about what we've done and what you touched on Morgs is that we've impacted those people to enjoy the sport and running has given us so much and one thing that we can give back to it is how inclusive running can be Um, even though we come from an environment that's very competitive very much you're on your own back but why did I say on your own back (laughs) classic Um, but yeah that's that's something that I wanted to to emphasize from what Morgan said is that yeah we're we're very happy that this has created that kind of environment because it's something that if I was a young up and coming guy that was interested in the sport and I had the opportunity to listen to a podcast like this or even other podcasts that are out there about running and, and other people um, talking about running, then that's that's something that just really engages me and also makes me more passionate about it, So, um, which has been great and it's been lovely to be able to hopefully give that back. Yeah, totally. So going forwards, I think... I mean, I think we're very clear about that's our goal. It's just to yeah. continue doing that, continue to grow it, make it as accessible as possible. I mean, we know we don't do everything perfect. We're not like super, super professional with how we <laughs> run this podcast <laughs> at times, but yeah. uh, we do the best that we can, I think. And I think, yeah. um, what more can you ask for than that? No. This won't be our last episode. <laughs> no, it's not, uh, yeah, it's, it's not the finale. Um, we we still have to pay Gus's bills. The yeah. CEO is working hard, so we still are on contract. Yes, yeah. Ben Gus's core is. <laughs> Where is new Gus? Is he behind? Uh, new Gus might be hiding because uh, old, old Gus, Gus was attacking him. <laughs> yeah, was trying to. Do you know where put him, put him in his place? Yeah, we need. <laughs> we'll, br- we'll bring him back into the shot. So uh, yeah, if you were what <laughs> if you're on the audio version, you wouldn't have uh, picked it up. But we tried when we had new Gus, which is a plushy toy, and. Old Gus didn't really like that. He said, who's this guy? And he grabbed him with his teeth by the ear and tried to destroy him. So we had to put new Gus away while old Gus was on set. But currently, old Gus is on a walk, so new Gus is going to come into Philly's place on the set. There he is. Thank you, Colin. So, yeah, I think, uh, well, this has been quite a long one. Yeah. Should we try? Do we try? Do you want to? <laughs> we have <laughs> we have a guest that we're oh. really excited to hopefully get on. We don't know if this call will go through, try. but we'll find out. Okay. Yeah, we'll. Uh, yeah. Get anyone's hopes up. This is called swinging for the fences, as they call it in baseball, I believe. How do you do the recording part? This is swinging for the fences. Is it coming through our thing? Is it? I think it is. I think it is. I, I think I hear something. Oh, you don't have it on? Yeah, wait. Why don't I? You have to do it in settings. Oh. Maybe hang up quickly. Uh, he's not answering anyway. Tough. Points to anyone who can guess who we tried to call just then. Yeah. Should we tell them or should we just <laughs> let the uh, let the listeners guess? I The fact that it was coming from George's phone is a pretty big giveaway, mm. I would say. But... I'm not allowed to have his number. <laughs> Let's just say that. Okay, well, we can't, like, okay, we can't do everything on this episode. Like, we have to have something still to work towards, I would say. Yeah. We do. So, I'm kind of happy that we 
I would say this episode will probably be like 99%, you know, of like what we wanted to achieve. It's good that there's one more percent for us to... To improve on. To be hungry for. Mm -hmm. That one could probably be its own four-hour episode. Next time we do a four-hour episode, it'll be because we have a very special man on the line. So, look forward to that. But, honestly, is there anything else that we want to say? We tried. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sad right now. But, um... Mike Smith. Oh. <laughs> what? It's only audio. Just do it. Do you want to so, just do audio? Yeah. That's, that's probably it. fine anyway. Just, just do it. So we so have a return caller, but he's not doing video. Let's do it. <laughs> Jordy, you take the lead. Can you guys hear it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Coach, Coach Mike Smith, welcome to Coffee Club 100. How you doing? Oh, no. Hang on. Can you hear us? No. Yo. God damn. <laughs> we got you. We got you. Uh, sorry. We, we were on the wrong we were on the wrong speaker. Coach Coach Mike Smith, welcome to Coffee Club 100. How are you? <clears throat> Dear Lord. <laughs> oh, that voice. We almost wrapped up. We thought this, this was is like, like a, the this is, this is this is like the the this is like the TMZ of Track and field. <laughs> that's what you think about us. That's that's what we are. We, we wanted we wanted a, a walk up song. What would your walk up song have been had you had one? Oh my lord! <clears throat> um, I would have done some K-pop. Some K-pop. K-pop. I like wow. that answer. Keeping up right. with the youth. Yeah. All right. Well, first right. of all, I'm assuming you've never listened to us before. How much have you heard from the guys? And and or girls on the team. <clears throat> well, I mean, we like to support our student athletes in their endeavors beyond NAU cross country and track and field. No matter how hard so, it is to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, George, we obviously are in great support of your athletic endeavors, and we're monitoring the. Uh, the New Zealand sheep industry for your takeover when you return. But this, uh, this media venture, I wouldn't have predicted. And I think what you, Morgan and Olin have done is pretty impressive. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Appreciate thank you. that. Uh, congrats on the, the big win yesterday. Um, double conference champs. Once again, I, I want to start with, um, I get a lot of shit. Uh, in the in the gym for being from the prestigious Big Sky conference, I'm I'm proud of being from the Big Sky. How, what do you think of uh, you know what do we get out of being from a a lower tier conference? Do you think that you think that is a strength for NAU? What did you call it? <laughs> yeah, why did you say that? Well, you said low tier, didn't you, George? I mean, I don't think that, but that's what I get shit for. I'm very proud of being from the Big Sky. What what do you consider it? Big Sky? I, is it, I think the Big Sky is great. How, how do you feel about the Big Sky? I love the Big Sky. This is what made us. It's our origins, our roots. It's a, it's a very pure blue-collar conference. and it's a, I just got back from Missoula, Montana, where we ran through Inter to a Snow and the... Uh, <clears throat> The guy that started it was wearing a flannel shirt and started it with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> and so, no, I, I, 
I think what's really special about the Big Sky is it's uh, what I what I enjoy about it is it's been a place where a lot of these great teams that people haven't uh, maybe expected to do much have uh, competed against each other, but then really supported each other. In my time at NAU, there's always been a Montana State or a Southern Utah also competing at a really high level and made us never take anything for granted. So got a lot of gratitude for the big sky. And uh, I, yeah, I hope I can always, always coach in the big sky. Respect that. Yeah, a lot of respect for that. How did that course compare to Greeley 2019? At Wisconsin, um, your conference meets like, uh, do you all get, uh, you get athletes get gifts, right? Athletes you get, get gifts. gifts. Yeah. We, we got a big 10, big 10 gifts, like uh, portable like, speakers and stuff. Talk me through some of the Big Ten gifts, and I'm going to tell you about some of the Big Sky gifts. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? Well, I mean, in our, back in our day, it was speakers. Back in our day. <laughs> well, well, things have changed drastically. It was speakers, like kind of that type of level, whereas now I wouldn't be surprised if they'd given them like cars and stuff, honestly. I don't, Seriously? <laughs> no, right. It's, just, know, it's, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. In the Big Sky, um, you get to choose between um, – you get <clears throat> uh, brass knuckles. <laughs> Uh, or you get um, switchblades, and then one year we got uh, blow darts. <laughs> wow, that explains so much. It really does. I got, I got those stashed upstairs. Don't, you do? Don't yeah. mess with NAU. That's that's actually kind of terrifying. I'm glad I'm out of college now, not racing <laughs> NAU because they've got brass knuckles and switchblades hiding somewhere in that lumberjack uniform. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Mike. Uh, I don't know. Can I call you Mike? Coach Smith, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I don't, I don't want to assume. Coach Smith, sorry. Sorry about that. Um, joking aside, I do just want to speak for, I mean, obviously, you know, George very well. Ollie and I, we have a lot of respect for you, yeah. for everything that you've done, uh, you as a coach, with all your athletes. And, and as a person. And as a, and as a person, for sure. We talk about you so much on the podcast in a slightly joking matter because we do respect you so much to the point where in my Discord, which is like a, online chat thing there is a somebody takes a transcript of every episode and looks through it for mike smith mentions and they keep track of how many episodes <laughs> we mention you and you're at, you're at about i think you're at, a, at about 50 percent, maybe more yeah. so just so you know your numbers with us um and how often you are in it's our minds and our hearts so just wanted to let you know that yeah i uh <clears throat> i appreciate that morgan i think you and olin have uh a place in my heart as well because you got to babysit George and uh, that was my job for a long time. So it's not easy. I, it's been tough. I, pre I appreciate you guys so much. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks for coming on the show. Any other we – we'll, we'll let you go. We know we know you're a busy man and, and uh, ha have a lot to do. Any, any other questions from from us? Ollie? No, I, I'm just in shock. I'm, I'm just so excited. So thank you very much, Coach Smith, uh, for being on and uh, you truly made our, made, our, made our episode 100 very special. Yeah. Oh, this is episode 100. Yeah. It's the big oh my one. goodness. Wonderful. Yeah. It's the big one. Just for you. <clears throat> Best of luck for you all. And, uh, yeah, hope we can, uh, hope we can continue our conversation sometime soon. Ooh, Likewise. Can't Likewise. wait for part two. All right. All the best. Thank you. All right. Cheers. See <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> that was hilarious. I have to admit, I'm pretty, I'm pretty upset right now. <laughs> so uh, how are we going to explain him calling Ollie Owen. I mean, he knows, obviously, he knows Owen also spot. is in Flagstaff. <laughs> Owen is in Flagstaff right now. He probably sees Owen around. How does he 
Does he not know who I am? The he has no of, idea who I am, does he? You've paced his athletes before. The God. amount of disrespect shown. <laughs> Do you think he that has was no idea who I am. Do you, you know think what? that was on purpose? It's a really funny joke if it was. Yeah. I mean, if it was on purpose, that's the greatest banter that's been put against me ever. Because I've never spoken to Mike Smith. Like, how little he he cares about our podcast. He's also, also you games. guys said my name like three or four <laughs> times and he went back to Owen. I'm like, Stuck man. Mike well, Smith is just on another level. We cannot compete with that. Those man, mind games. That those mind, like I can never compete against these athletes now because I just know that they're going to probably call me Owen, <laughs> which is hilarious. Oh, it's so but, good. But um, thank you, Coach Smith, for coming on. I'm sure you're going to be listening to this. And he was lying when he said that he hasn't heard our podcast before. He listens to every episode. Sure, sure. You know he does. He does. Thank you, George, for making that special moment. Chop wood, carry water. Exactly. Chop wood, carry water. <laughs> chop could, ca- chop, chop could. <laughs> I I can't believe chop, it. He called me Owen. He called me Owen, bro. He called me Owen twice. Owen, and has, Owen has just been on the podcast too. And he know he knows Owen like probably pretty. He probably sees probably Owen. Probably at the track. Yeah. Like often. Often. Does he think my name's Owen, or does he just not know who I am? <sighs> what? Be funny okay. if he doesn't know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would be funny. Now we know there's going to be a part two, and we're going to get to the bottom of this and. We're going to have to really ask him the hard-hitting questions. But aside from that, he's just got the nicest voice ever. Yeah, except he sounded like he had a bit of a cough going on. What's going he's on? He's probably there, cold. He's probably outside or something. He's probably something. chopping wood and carrying water. He was in the snow yesterday mm. at the conference meet. It was yeah. in actual. They were they were running in actual snow, right? Yeah. For the conference meet, they looked like they had to plow the the course a little bit. Yeah. Intense, intense. Well, that's the big sky, though. What more could we ask for for this very special episode? I yeah, think. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to top that. We've peaked. Yeah, maybe we're this is maybe this is the final episode. We have well and truly it. peaked. Well, it's been quite a long day for us. I don't know how many hours we've been filming for, but I'm feeling like uh, we might be ready for bed. What about you guys? Yeah, it's been it's been a pretty crazy episode 100. So um, time to wrap this up. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that we could uh, get any better than this. I don't know. Wait. We might have a call coming in here from, I think that's a Norway number. Do we know anyone from Norway? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Oh. No, should we answer it? Yeah, might as well. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Whoa, you guys got a... It's disco in Norway. Yeah. You guys got a disco. <laughs> <laughs> that is epic. Uh, boys... Thank you so much for doing this. Welcome to the pod. I know that you know, you definitely know Ollie, you know George, and I'm Morgan. Have you guys ever listened to our podcast, the Coffee Club podcast? No, uh, unfortunately not. Oh, uh, only seen posts on Instagram. But um, no, I was supposed to answer your text in uh, San Moritz. Oh. But uh, there <laughs> was, uh, was a lot going on. Uh, yeah, it was a busy time, but... <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. This is the big episode 100. And we won't take up much of your time, but just a few casual questions. First off, how are you boys feeling coming off the off-season? We know you had the big bachelor party with the beer mile, etc. Are you guys feeling well-rested and ready to build up again? I think that was uh, definitely the toughest race of the season. (laughs) (laughs) No shade shade thrown. (laughs) Yeah, it was uh, because I was... Obviously, I had a big, uh, big weekend in uh, Eugene, and it was a uh, like twenty-five or close to thirty-hour travel back to Norway, jet lagged everything. 
uh, and just off the flight, bachelor party. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> so we picked him up at the, the airport. Then he went uh, driving, uh, like rally, driving uh, like on a training course uh, in a proper rally car. And uh, then we had uh, about two hours, two and a half hours uh, driving go-karts in the rain, oh, pouring wow. rain. And then um, we went uh, oh, after a little while to, 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 to the track to do the bear mile. So probably, the, the well, we didn't have the best Separation, separation, but uh, <laughs> good time. Yeah. No, I think that's the perfect way to close out the season. And we do have a bunch of questions, but the first one I just wanted to ask you, Henrik. I don't know if you remember, we raced together in Zagreb at the end of the season, and I know you ran, you ran your PB. I also ran my PB, and in we have like a Discord and stuff like for this podcast and all that, and everyone was really hyped about me running a PB, coming off some injuries and stuff. But even more so mm-hmm. than for me, everyone was so excited for you. You're like so beloved after how long you've been in the sport. And just, I mean, everyone's been following, you know, everything that's happened with your family for so long now. And everyone was so happy to see you come through all these injuries and, you know, be back PBing. Uh, for you, what are kind of your goals like in this sport? Because, I mean, we know you take on a bit more of a coaching role now are you like and we know you're a massive competitor as well are you fully just competitor competitor like compete or are you kind of transitioning a bit in terms of the way you think about goals and that type of stuff uh well i am i i of course have a responsibility to you know look after my brothers but um uh, it's hard to put my own ambitions uh, uh you know to the side and uh, to, to, to work for someone else. I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah. Um, but uh, my biggest problem has always been um, I'm too willing to take risk to achieve my goals. And uh, that's that's where Philip and Jacob helped me a lot um, or helped me a lot the last couple of years is to go like this. When, whenever I start pushing and, you know, just forget all reasoning then uh, i start uh, you know i when i see the goal when the goal gets closer then i lose every you know common sense but uh talking to other runners and and giving other runners advice then it it's a lot easier to you know be using reason and to to look at it uh, objectively uh, in a way because if you take your own ambitions away from you know the the whole situation then everything is much clearer mm-hmm. but uh you know even if you're trying to race with the, and you feel a cold coming on you can say you can tell your runner it's not a good idea to run but as a runner i would run 10 out of 10 times mm-hmm. with still yeah, a sore throat mm-hmm. we know about so that. you know that's the difference between I, I would say we had a pretty good uh deal going into budapest yeah for the 5k so we decided for Henrik, it was best if he just uh, went out in the first round so he could focus on me and into the final. <laughs> yeah. That's so okay. kind of it. That worked out yeah, well. it worked out pretty well. And I, yeah. I was still happy. I ran uh, 3.44 uh, the last 1.500. So that's uh, the fastest I've done the 1.500 uh, in a long, long time. <laughs> so I'm so happy with that. <laughs> no, but, uh, but uh, you know, of course, it's Henrik has a lot of, uh, the reason why me and Philip has done so good, 
last couple of years because we obviously, you know, with the program and trying and testing everything. Mm. But he's also a guy that started out running, you know, a little bit into the unknown. Mm. I've always had a, a clear goal in front of me, you know, that I was chasing and working and towards. And a clear path. And a, and a clear path after. Yeah. After. For, for, for me, uh, there was no really, there was no good runners to, to you know, copy uh, in Norway before I had my breakthrough. So in a way, I, I, I use a metaphor like I was just trying to run through uh, a brick wall mm. and I was just knocking my head against the wall, knocking my head and, and just believing that this is the right way to go. Um, and uh, eventually the, the, the wall broke and I went through, but with a small headache. <laughs> and uh, after me, all the other guys, they should, uh, you know. But make... I think that's, that's a lot of the, the mentality that's caused him to have so many injuries. Yeah. But it's also one of the main reasons why he's able to, you know, push through him. Mm. Because he's, he's always, he's not, you don't need necessarily to have a goal right in front of him. Because he always, you know, push hard and, and uh, try to, to do his best and make the most out of it. Right. I, w- I would not see myself and uh, be able to, to be in that uh, situation and position that Henrik's been in. And it's, uh, it's uh, really fun to see him get... Because I, I didn't know what I was working for. Mm. I was just trying to do my best and be faster and faster and faster. Uh, from the day Jacob was born, they were waving the, the Olympic gold medal <laughs> in front of his face, right? This is what you're working for. So right? simple. But for me, it wasn't like that. So, yeah. so uh, like Jacob said, it was more like I was chasing the unknown, mm. uh, but in a way, being very disciplined and, and very motivated still mm. to, to see how far into the unknown I could. Uh, so, so one of his main problems is now is, is if there's a tiny, tiny carrot in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> slightest possibility of him doing a good race or whatever he's never going to quit yeah that's awesome that's awesome to hear i mean paving the road as well for your for your brothers is just it's such a cool cool journey so it's been cool to follow i mean i think that's one of the things that the running world is is so fascinated by with you guys is like how much how much discipline and and self-belief you guys have in in your own system and and not getting caught up in what other people do um how do you think you guys develop that mindset that um, that your guys' way is 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 the way you're going to follow, like to to get your goals? Like you're not distracted by any what anyone else is doing. I feel like that's really difficult in our sport. Yeah, but it's um it's a very good question. But I think for all of us, we're also very different when it comes to to mindset and uh, our approach, both into training and into races. But we still have you know a common sense of uh, values and just what we believe in. Yeah, and, and also we try to to do the training or to, to train in a way that gives us the best odds of, you know, performing. Um, so we believe that the high mileage threshold uh, like system is the right way to go if you're you're just playing the numbers, right? Because if you do high mileage and have the continuity and you do the training in the correct way, then eventually you will become a really good, really good runner. Even, even if you're, you know, our older brother, he was like 200 pounds 
and uh, working uh, a full-time job, uh, re- renovating his house, two kids. And he just decided he wanted to, to start running. And he went from doing 140 half marathon to doing 113 oh, in about just under two years. So it proves that this works for everyone. Even if you're not talented at all, you can still work on your capacity and doing high mileage gives you the best odds. And that's why we believe in our system. And we believe that if we just do this the right way every day, every week, we will eventually be become fast, right? But what Henrik is, what he means is that compared to us, you guys are gamblers. <laughs> yeah, in a way, in a way. <laughs> gambling it. In a way, because... Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I th- yeah, that's... I think you guys probably know this, but um, every collegiate system in the U.S. is trying to copy your training. Nearly every pro team now is trying to copy your training. Like you've really set the mark, and everyone's trying to jump onto what you guys uh, have achieved with that type of training and not be gamblers anymore. So, um, but well, yeah, because the American system yeah. or the American system was always like you had ten thousand runners every year coming into college, yeah. or I don't know the number, but like thousands of runners, right, yeah. coming into college. And they trained really hard. And it broke most of them. But if you made it through, like being the 10% that didn't get broken, then you would be a, be- a good runner, a fast runner. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have that luxury in Norway because we had maybe 10 runners. Mm. Like with the, with the age difference of, you know, 10 years. That was all the runners in Norway. was like there was 10, 10 runners doing sub 355 yeah uh, 15 years ago yeah it's a, um, it's a really good way not, of, not even that yeah it's a great but way we, of explaining we couldn't afford to, to get any it yeah. is in some ways just like less i think i think the big difference is it's like long term versus short term because if you can make people see that they don't need to take these risks and you're going to be just as good maybe even better i think you guys would argue that you would actually be way better in the long term training in a less risky way once people start to realize that which Clearly, everyone is realizing it now, but maybe just a little later than you than you guys. It all makes yeah. a lot of sense. But, but also, because if you look at the uh, just the results the last, I'm I'm not sure five, six, seven years. It's not uh, if I'm look at myself. I've not been you know injury free or uh, free from illness or everything. But somehow we've managed to always be in championships and in, in important races when it matters and if you can you know participate as much as you possibly can then your odds of potentially winning uh, an important championship obviously increases so that's for us that's the most important thing is to you know get to the start line mm. and if you're there and you have somewhat consistency it's you have a good shot of uh, you know doing well yeah 100 percent um another question so this is a hard-hitting question um so Pokemon Go, Mario Kart, I want to know how good you are at it. Because we have a teammate, Yard, who you've met. You met him at Pre. Amazing runner, amazing bloke. But he's quite good at uh, Mario Kart. He might be better at Mario Kart than he is at running. Yeah, so I, I would love to, to, to hear how good you are at Mario Kart uh, or other video games or whatever. Because, uh, yeah, he's, he's throwing down the hammer with us. We're getting smashed by him. We might need some tips. Yeah, uh, it's not probably not that uh, any of us are that good, but we have 
a thing that we don't quit until we at least win once. Uh, <laughs> see, playing forever. So he should, he should bring his uh, Nintendo or whatever to our next race and we'll play until I beat him. All right, perfect. St. <laughs> Moritz. St. Moritz, it'll happen. Yeah. A lot of Mario Kart yeah, yeah, gets played yeah. at St. Moritz. A lot of house. Mario Kart, yeah. <laughs> But he, yeah. he's not beating me in Pokemon Go. Oh, really? Okay, well then... I'm we'll, very consistent. Yeah? Very consistent. So would you say Pokemon Go is your strong suit? Yes. Yeah, okay. Because that's, it's easier to just, you know, take up your phone mm. when doing ordinary things like walking your darts or yeah. whatever. Yeah. There's always something going on. We love that. I don't know. I don't know many people that are still playing Pokemon Go. Since, I, I, have uh, a, I have a few mates that still play it. It's yeah. Like, oh yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty it's, intense. Uh, it's a big thing. Yeah, it's a very big thing. We have we have meet like uh, in Colorado. <laughs> there's like group meetups, like a hundred people just meet up to play Pokemon Go just to catch those yeah. rare Pokemon. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> well, I don't think that we want to take up too much more of your guys' time. Uh, the kind of final things, I guess, I kind of wanted the final question to ask you guys is if there is anything that you would like us to kind of ask you because i mean personally i love your guys interviews like to american journalists like it's always <laughs> so funny like the post race you know like to Sidious mag and let's run almost it seems like you dislike the american journalists but i know i like, think you're just having like fun with it like giving them like the answers and stuff and i'm sure you get sometimes sick of like getting asked the same questions all the time is there a question that you kind of wish you were asked and you'd like to speak on or anything like that There's a lot of things that I find funny. That's a nice way of saying it. Good way of saying it. <laughs> but it's it's more um, like my answer to Jared in Eugene. <laughs> it's not to make fun of him or anything, but it's it's like with also the the journalists or the reporters that they they're kind of afraid of you know calling a spade for a spade. Yeah. And for us, uh, that's you know a strange way of. Of uh, of saying things because we usually if there's something that we we think of or m mean like we're normally things. very direct and mm -hmm. honest and um, we like Jacob especially he he um, he doesn't believe that there's no such thing as a dumb question. There's a lot of dumb questions <laughs> and if you ask a, <laughs> a if you ask you. a dumb question, you get a dumb answer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, but it's, uh, I usually talk to the media because I have to. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's very not giving. It's, it's part of the job. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, it. but it's, uh, it's, uh, you need to make, you know, you the best out of it. Yeah, you, he would rather talk to the other runners in the race. Mm. Just uh, have like a 15-minute session after the race asking each other question, how did you feel about this and what, what about that? But I also, yeah, I also be sometimes see myself as one of the reporters like in a press conference before a race. Mm. And I asked myself, why, why doesn't anybody ask a real question? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. obviously you're, you're sitting next to one of your uh, biggest competitors. Yeah. Like, what do you think? What do you feel about this? Yeah. Like, uh, if you like him, how is it sitting beside him? And I would have told them, yeah. not what they up. wanted to hear. <laughs> I would have <laughs> told them the truth. I mean, like, I, I, uh, love the, I love the idea of asking, like, the competitors in the race, how was it? How'd you feel? Like, were, were you upset? Like, if you just had a, somebody with a camera and a microphone and they didn't say a word, the reporter did not say a word, and you just had the athletes talk Open table over. discussion. Yeah, open table discussion about the race. Because you're going to have yeah, people yeah. that had a bad race, you're going to have people that have a good race. And sometimes the best learning you get in racing is from other people in the race. Yeah, so, it'd be much more real yeah. because I think you guys are spot on with kind of the slight cultural difference where a lot of the American reporters are afraid to ask 
a real question if it can be seen as like controversial <clears throat> or hard hitting. So definitely see where you yeah, guys are and coming I, and from. I think, and I think a lot of athletes, they put on kind of a defensive mask, mm. right? They're, they're, they're putting just a layer of object, objectivity between them and the reporter, right? So they're on, on the track being emotional, being really into it and feeling a lot, of, a lot of feelings. And then all that goes away because they put on their poker face and answer the question as, as boring as possible, mm. right? This is the, like the normal athlete. Jacob's not normal in that way. <laughs> no, but, but it's, uh, it's a big difference compared to other sports because in, in athletics and especially for runners, it's nobody wants to be the guy that sticks out as the controversial guy. Mm. Because there's Except like, for you. Maybe. <laughs> but, but in, 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 in different sports, there's probably like 50 basketball players that, yeah. you know, had something in, in the mix zone. But that's usually not the case with mm. athletics because it's, it's more of an uh, maybe traditional audience that, you know, wants it this yeah. exact way with uh, clean white uh, singlet and split shorts and... Yeah. Uh, More conservative in every way. Yeah, What's your hair called? The mullet. The mullet. Oh, the mullet. <laughs> the mullet. Yeah. yeah, love the mullet. That, yeah. That, that's how they want it. Yeah. <laughs> so with us coming with piercings and tattoos, that, that's yeah. nothing to do in this sport. It's not okay. No, that's a, that's a great answer. Uh, I think that's it from us today we just want to say thank you guys so much for giving us some of your time thank you from us thank you from i mean everyone listening is going to be so happy that you guys came on so thank you so much one question yes please, please. how was your session this morning <laughs> it was it was pretty honestly all we were thinking about was uh what we're doing right now so we were just rushed we were kind of rushing through it we were, we were a bit we were a bit nervous now, to be honest. today was an easy day because we we did a fart like yesterday so yeah. to, to, today was easy run okay. and lift so pretty chill okay, so what was this morning uh eight miles yeah eight miles an hour easy okay. in the gym. yeah yeah yeah, it was easy, yeah. yeah. and easy then we just did, we yeah. just lifted in the gym and headed here but don't worry we'll be training hard soon well yeah. we'll be training threshold we got threshold well, coming up. we're gonna do threshold correctly soon. so so you're you guys are also doing our program now yeah, pretty much. We're the last team to give in. We're the no. last team to give in because... We haven't given in yet. No, but we're, we're really trying. We're, pu we're pushing the envelope of like, this is obviously working. Can we please try we're it? Trying to resist, yeah. but slowly so, so going towards do you, it. Do you have hill runs tomorrow? <laughs> I they're, they're coming up do soon. have hill runs tomorrow. They're, they're coming up soon. Yeah. We did... Okay, if you guys want to take some credit, last season we did start for the first time doing blood lactate testing. So you guys can... You guys yeah, can take, take credit for that. Mm. Yeah, no, a lot the about thing it. is that there's a lot of, you know, paths you can take to become a good runner. Obviously, there's a lot of people doing a lot of different things, mm. but there's everybody wants to do it, you know, the the way with less risk because you want to race. Mm. That's why we train. Yeah. But, uh, so we're finding our path, and well, uh, I need to get good at Pokemon Go first. Yeah, clearly, and that's then the I think method. that's that's the key. Pokemon Go, get that's good the, at the mental advantage. Yeah, mental advantage, one hundred percent. So, so that we that we can work on immediately. Once yeah. once we hang up this call, we're all re-downloading Pokemon Go, and we'll see you out there. Yeah, you can start immediately, but it takes time. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like training. You know, it's, it's like double the experience. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly the same as threshold. Right now, I'm probably at, like. 70, 70 million experience. Okay, okay, we're, we're a bit we, far behind, but we'll, we'll try and catch up. <laughs> we got a, we got a few years of Pokemon Go to play before we get there. Yeah. But, 
Um, yeah. Sure. Thank you guys so much. We hope that you guys have an amazing day, I guess, night and uh, best of luck with your training and everything and hope to see you on a start line at some yep. point. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah. And uh, good luck with your training as well. Thank Thanks, you very guys. much. See you. Bye. Well, well, that went pretty well. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's just a typical typical day for us. Why do you think he called? Do you think he knew we were doing the podcast? Uh, that's a good question. George, what do you think? Um, I mean, we just have this call every every uh, Friday morning. Just yeah. that, that was a scheduling mistake. I think we scheduled it wrong. We, we probably should have told him. I that. think we just went over time with we the podcast. We just don't normally record at that time. Yeah. yeah. So when he made his usual call. We were in here. Nice of him to check in, though. Yeah, good for him to check in, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed that interview that <laughs> we just kind of spontaneously put up. So yeah. So uh, is it time for us to finally sign out? This could be it. I yeah. don't want it to end. No. It's like it's like when you like finish. Well, I guess it's not really like that, but to me right now it feels like whenever I finish Harry Potter, and I'm really sad because Attack on Titan for me. The only thing you can do at that point is to start again. Yeah. So that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, like we're gonna every go back to episode zero zero. We'll get released. Special release. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Never, never. never. No, you never seen that episode. But it's been so amazing to spend all this time with you guys. And once again, we just have to say such a big thank you to everyone who's listening out there, because you guys are really what makes it so special. I mean, we enjoy talking, we enjoy doing all this, but the interaction with you guys and everything that um, you know you guys have done for us, and just being part of the community, making it so special, all the love that you give us through, yeah, the setbacks, the highs, the lows. It's so amazing. And it just, every time we we feel it, it just makes all the work that we put into this worth it. So uh, thank you so much for everything, everyone. And um, if that's it, I just, yeah, I just don't want to end. But if that's it, I think, thank you very much for listening to this special episode 100. And we look forward to seeing you all next week. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.